Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright, and welcome back to the show. Just a quick little note. Happy Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead here. Uh, we celebrate this every year. And also, uh, coincidentally, to the passing of Sean Connery. Sir Sean Connery. Thank you for the correction. And for that, we will take a moment of silence to respect. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. All right. Without that, let's start the show. So we got a lot of things to talk about this week. Um, a lot of big anime news coming out of uh, Japan. Uh, a lot of interesting news in the gaming world, also in comics as well. So we got a lot to touch on. Okay. And some Halloween candy we need to get rid of, so... Yes. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... All right, so first things first, let's just get the... Let's get the cybernetic elephant out of the room. Okay, so everybody already knows that Cyberpunk 2077 had a horrible week. It's been delayed until December, uh, December 10th. Um, there's already been critis- uh, criticizing from the top from the top brass in the uh, CD Projekt Red. There's even having got some death threats and everything like that uh, because they delayed the game again. Even when they said the game went gold and even when they said no more delays. They still delayed it, so people are not happy right now. Um, so, if you're wondering why this is bad and why we're talking about it, here's the thing: they, they changed the so the new date is December 10th, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two games that are going to come on December 10th had to change their release dates because they didn't want to get crushed. Well, which games are those? All right. Uh, first is the newest expansion for Path of Exile. Really great D and uh, really great game, uh, like a Diablo based D and D game. Really good. It's really fun. Um, that was supposed to be released on December eleventh, but now um, the uh, the creators of the game said that they're going to be releasing it now in January mm-hmm. because they just didn't they didn't want the game to come out and then all of a sudden people forgot about it because oh Cyberpunk's out, you know. Mm-hmm. And then another game. Um, that had to change its release date is um, Everspace 2. And it was supposed to come out in mid-December. Well, you know, could have been around the same time with Cyberpunk 2077's release date. But now they're changing it to January because they don't want to be, you know, forgotten or left out in the shuffle when the game, when Cyberpunk 2077 releases. So, um, it's kind of sad when smaller developers... And other studios have to move their dates because of a bit of a triple A game, you know, coming out, and it's it's pretty bad. But then again, you see that all the time in other industries, like television, especially in cinema. Um, yeah, television, cinema, sports, sometimes, like for example, you know, the World Series that just happened. Mm. So. Yeah, so 2020, ladies and gentlemen, anything can happen. Uh-huh. So, so other than that, um, we'll keep you up to date on that and see if any other games or any other developers are going to be um, changing release dates because of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, and a small little note, too. Um, originally, they were going to be in for the running for Game of the Year for 2020 in the Video Game Awards. 
Apparently, now they're not. They're going to be in the running for 2021's Video Game of the Year. Because the Video Game of the Year Awards is around that same time when Cyberpunk 2077 gets released. So it wouldn't be fair if, uh, you know, they get released. and No, like released right before and then the judges have to change their minds or whatever. And blah, 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 uh-huh. blah. Yeah. yeah, and the only other game that had this predicament too was Smash Brothers Ultimate. So you think they'll win... No, 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 no. It was supposed to release uh, the year that it was supposed to release, but it got pushed back for another couple of months, and so they had to push it back for Game of the Year for that following year. So, mm. yeah. So, other than that, moving on to anime. So, there's two big news, anime-worthy news things that came out this week. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to talk about Netflix. So, Netflix had an anime event in Japan. Um... And it looks like they're doubling down on the anime market in one way or another in terms of streaming. So they they are they announced that in Japan they did an event called Netflix Anime Festival twenty twenty. It was a live streaming fan event in Japan. Um and I think it was either press or something like that. I don't know. But a lot of news came out saying that they're going to focus heavily. They're going to double down on anime. They want to. They want to focus on that, which I don't blame them. You know, because the other the other big anime newsworthy story is kind of like okay, we can see why they're doing it. And they've already made the announcement too that they're already going to have five new anime series that are coming out in twenty twenty one, um, besides the addition of the second season of Beastars, which. Um, I know it's going to be good uh, since the series, the since the manga series has officially ended um, in October, mm-hmm. this past October. So I know it's going to be good, and we have the names of it here and a little bit about what they're talking about, what they're about. So the first one is um, it's a new series of the, and it's the successor of. Uh, Rilakkuma. Rilakkuma and uh, Kaoru, which is Rilakkuma's theme park adventure. So it's basically, it's a new series within that same universe with um, of Rilakkuma and Kaoru, which is, this is going to be, it's made by the same studio that did the stop motion animation one mm. of, uh, of Rilakkuma and Kaoru. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. It is a joy to watch. One of the best that I've seen so far. Um, and even, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to like, you know, talk down or talk negatively about anime or animation in general, but it's just that it's really hard to do stop motion animation and it's a dying art form because you have Armin Studio that does it and then who else do you see doing it? You well, have you have Ars Cloaky Gumby, but he's passed on and yeah no Gumby's I'm saying I'm, yeah I'm saying now see now you okay the last person that wasn't Ardman that did this was uh, Wes Anderson oh um, with uh, Roll Dolls uh, that one with the Vox no 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 the um the dogs no I'm no, I'm, I'm saying that came first and then Isle of Dogs yeah Isle of Dogs that's the name of it. So, yeah, so there's that, and then 
I think the box trolls, but that was like a mix of claymation and CG. Mm. So, yeah, so stop motion animation is really good. Um, like I said, it's a rare art. But the team that did this, which is funny, if you haven't had a chance, watch a little mini documentary. The team that did that did uh, Rilakkuma and Karu was just a team of less than five people. So, le- a team of less than five people that did the whole stop motion animation for this, and it took them like two to three years just to do that series. To do this one is an astounding. So I really cannot wait to see this. And I totally recommend you guys to go watch that first one. Alright. Um, next one here is... You're going to announce this, Cats, because it's... Oh, Therme Rome No Way. Yeah. So this is based off of a manga series made by uh, Mari Yamazaki. Which is basically... It's about a bathroom designer. A bath designer from the, in the Roman Empire who slips into time to present-day Japan and learns about the Japanese bath culture in this comedy. So the anime, produ- so the production company that's going to be doing this is NAZ. Um, we don't know, we don't have an, an official release date yet, but it's but it's said it's going to be released in 2021. Mm. So, the, so I think this is going to be one of those, you know, um, funny but awkward um, comedies because I bet you that a lot of the comedy in it is going to be mostly like Japanese centric, cultural comedy centric. Mm-hmm. So like it would be like lost in translation over here. Yeah. So like something over there would be really funny, but then when it comes over here, we're just going to be like, wait, what? I don't get it. Well, it does have Latin in it, so apparently they're going to have some Latin terms and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, when it comes to. Uh, you know how they do their baths in the Roman times, right? And the next series is called High Rise Invasion. High Rise. High Rise. All right, thank you. High Rise Invasion, um, and this is taking all taking place in a high rise buildings that don't touch the ground. And the protagonist Yuri decides to survive in order to destroy this illogic world. And kill the enemies wearing masks. So, mm, kind of sounds like Bioshock, <laughs> a little bit. Not exactly. I mean, you. you uh, no, well, because, first of all, possibly Bioshock Infinite because they're in a place where they don't touch the ground. Right. So, but no, but I'm saying more of Bioshock, the first Bioshock, when they were under the sea, because a lot of the enemies they wore masks. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking about that. But yeah, but Bioshock Infinite, yeah, I didn't think about that. So, and then the next series is... Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan. Okay, so this one is an original story. This is original story. And it comes from the manga artist from JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Diamonds is Unbreakable. And it's a collection of weird stuff and weird stories that he heard while creating the series. So I think it's like a like it's like an original memoir. Hmm. I'm working on it. So probably filled with funny anecdotes. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? So that's going to be interesting. And then last but not least, um, the way of the house husband, uh, the 2020 Eisner Award winning manga series is on a roll right now because they're coming out with a live action TV series that's already airing in Japan. 
and now they're coming out with an anime series. So this is going to be more based off of the manga than the actual live action series because they had to add additional characters because they didn't think that it was going to be family friendly. Hmm. So, yeah. And um, this is going to be good because I love the manga. I'm up to date with the manga. And it's really, really funny. It won Best Comedy and it was the, the only manga that... That was nominated in this year's Will Eisner Awards and won. So, yeah. So, it was very interesting. So, those are the animes that are going to be... Um, th- those are the official animes that have been announced by during this Netflix um, anime fest that are going to be coming in 2021. There's no release date yet on each, on each or any of these. But once they get a release date, we will definitely let you guys know. Out of all these, which one are you more excited to watch? First of all, let me get this out of my chest. This sucks. The Anime Fest sucks because why don't we have that here? Why can't we have something like that here? Please. We want some fun like that too. Never the live stream fan event. (sighs) But yeah, I get what you mean. Anyways, (laughs) now that I got that out of my chest. um, Well, I would like to see the Rila Kuma theme park adventure. As for Therme Rome Noe, um, well, pronouncing it in classical Latin, um, I think I've seen that in some other uh, um, streaming apps. Mm. But it'll, it'll probably work, you know, as far as accessibility is concerned, it'll probably be benef- mutually beneficial since it'll be coming up to, uh, to uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much about High Rise Invasion. Um, I'm. I'm interested in the this thus spoke Kishbe Rohan, and um, I would like to see the way of the uh, house husband. It'll probably uh, make me also want to research the manga as well. Yeah, uh, way of the house husband. I want to watch it because you know I like the manga. I read the mangas. I'm up to date with them, and I am going to try and watch one way or another. Try to watch a live action uh, TV series. Um, the Rila Kuma theme park adventures. I'm definitely hyped up for that one. I'm uh, a huge fan of uh, stop motion animation. Um, the other three, I'm kind of interested. The one, I'm I'm interested in the Therme Roma Nova. It sounds interesting. I've never heard of it before, so you know. Therme Roma Nova. Yes. The other two, I'll give them a shot. I'll, I'll give them a shot, but you know. Could be, you know, they, they could be flops, but, you know, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Well, fan base, regardless. Right. So, and then another big news is Sony. Sony is in talks of buying Crunchyroll. And as of now, it looks like they are. So this was first reported by um, well the news first broke by um, Nikki Asia, Nikki Asia. Thank you, Nikkei. Nikkei. Nikkei Asia. Okay. <clears throat> so apparently this is how it's going. Sony can end up spending more than one hundred billion yen, which is roughly estimated around to nine hundred and fifty-seven million U.S. dollars. And now, here's the thing. Sony has Animeplex. And they also have Funimation. 
So if they do acquire Crunchyroll, this will also look good on their portfolio. Um, but also, it looks like they're trying to gun and corner the mark, the anime streaming market here in the U.S. and maybe global. Mm. So what do you think? Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Well, uh, obviously there there is a criticism on this because uh, there's a let's just uh, keep it short and sweet. There's a lot of ne- negative things around Crunchyroll that I won't discuss, um, but there's a lot of evidence that supports that, and they probably don't deserve that price tag. Mm-hmm. That being said, as far as um, business wise, mm-hmm. um, well, I know Netflix got their own original anime stuff, so that could uh, I'm thinking of. Uh, um, Star Trek Next Generation terms. Oh, a fundamental power shift in the quadrant. Yeah. So it could possibly have a fundamental power shift, and so, and in terms of anime, maybe Sony might somehow have an upper hand. But yeah. you know, um, I mean, Netflix is promoting originality. Sony just has the big hits. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's some fun, interesting facts. Uh, if people are kind of interested in wanting to know. Crunchyroll is owned by AT&T. AT&T is asking for that price. Ooh. Okay. Sony, after acquiring Funimation in 2017, Sony has gained 1 million paying subscribers, mainly in the U.S., against the rest of the world. Crunchyroll has 70 million free members and 3 million paying members in more than 200 countries and regions, including the U.S. and Europe. Now, ah, and Crunchyroll will also give Sony more than a thousand titles that they can use to vary its offerings. Now, here's the thing, though. From a business standpoint, it looks like Sony wants to go toe-to-toe against Netflix when it comes to animation, in terms of anime. And I think... and, and They know. want to corner the market because, look, they already got Funimation. Funimation is like the place to go if you want to get Dragon Ball and such and such. And such mm-hmm. You know? You get Crunchyroll. Some of the studios that are on there are also partnering up with Netflix. They're doing animation and stuff like that. Which means more... So he, more streaming profit for Sony. Yes, but also might come in as exclusivities. Mm. He, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony says, okay, well, we're, you know, to the anime studios that did business with Crunchyroll. You know, all right, well, you guys got to draw a line. We're drawing a line here. Either you're with us or against us. Mm. Which side are you on? Yes. And then comes the inevitable, um, you know, the people who are saying, well, if we're going to have to put up with this, Sony, destroy what the present country role people did with the streaming service and all that stuff. And Sony's liable to say, you got it. They're gone. They're done. We'll, 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 revamp, we'll revamp everything and, and make it new and accessible to everybody. And people will, will, are willing to, to actually go for it. More, you know, which will draw more. To uh, Crunchyroll right. itself. Okay, yeah, but now that bring that's a good segue to bring up the next part of it. 
the consumer. Okay, let's just face it. The consumer is not going to pay a ridiculous amount of money on an anime uh, subscriptions uh, streaming service. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Kiss Anime was such a huge, which was a darling. Everyone loved it. Free, accessible, and up to date, and one hundred percent translated. Accurately, yes, need I mind I, you. Mm-hmm. Accurately. Accurately, that's right. You know, and sadly, when they had to close close up shop earlier this year. Um, now there's no one left in the game. So all you got is, okay, you got Funimation, Animiplex, Crunchyroll. Maybe some other regional ones specifically to said parts of the world. You know, maybe there's one in France that's, you know, French. Like, it's it's like exclusively over there. But comparing that to Crunchyroll, that's a whole different, you know, Mm -hmm. ballgame. So... As of now, the consumer is going to be like, okay, is this going to be, is it going to be worth my time? And on top of that too, the existing, the existing people, uh, consumers on Crunchyroll, the 3 million that are paying for it, you know, what are they going to get in return on their return on investment into this? Are they going to get a new facelift a new service they're gonna they're gonna re- well like i said they're gonna totally request the facelift sony will say yeah fine okay we'll do it and they'll be happy that they got rid of their old system and crap or what is to say that sony decides to buy it and then be like okay we'll just fold you into the mix and cancel it and then we'll just make our own big anime streaming service mm. that is possible but then would they take them would they take the business model of Crunchyroll? Like there's a free free version and then there's a paying version, or is it gonna be all pay? It'll hurt them a lot if it's all pay. And it'll hurt even more if uh, they do it in like three tiers. For example, like like, like maybe cable stuff or whatever. I mean like okay, the free stuff, you get all this stuff. Okay, fine, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, go for the middle tier. You know, the regular basic, I guess, you know, monthly payment. Mm -hmm. And you get all this plus more with some benefits. Go for the premium plan and you get whatever you got from free, basic. And then you get all this other junk that is exclusive to the premium people. Yeah. But who's to say that they're going to make that premium thingy uh, a rather reasonable price compared to their competitor? Right. So that, that's going to be interesting. That's like I said, this is going to be interesting. We got to wait and see when the deal becomes official, because they're like still in talks, but it looks like it might be. So give or take, like maybe a week or two, or maybe even a couple of days. Well, definitely not these couple of days, and we don't have to say why. Yeah. So we'll just wait and see. So moving along from manga to comics. Uh. Just uh, two days ago, Image announced that they're going to bring over um, a new series coming from... Mir um, Gandolfo. Yes. And it's the sweet, and it's also part of a bigger project, a cross-media project, and that is the Sweet Paprika. And she, the Sweet Paprika Project... Many um, of you don't know she's she's had this like, these little sketches of these two characters, uh, Paprika and Dill, and darling to the world of these two, darling to the world to her, 
to um, Mika. Her the artwork and everything is beautiful. This the, the art, like I said, the artwork is beautiful. The coloring is beautiful. The style and everything. The characters have now become beloved. And earlier this year, it was announced that she's going to make a series out of Paprika and Dill called Sweet Paprika, and they're going and it's going to be in a an animated project series that is rumored that could be on Netflix. And it's being developed by Arcania Studios and Grey Ladder Productions. And they got the the Emmy Award winning uh, director from Love, Death, and Robots, uh, Gabriel... Gabriele Pennacchioli. Yes. Thank you. Um, so they got big players on this. On this project. Now she's coming out with a comic series that's going to come out in July of 2021. Um, they're going to be released in France by Edition Galant. Sorry if my French is bad. Where? Right there. Edition Glenard. Yes. And, yeah, Edition Glenard. And then also in Italy by... Oh, uh, Arancia Studio. Yes. And they're coming to Image Comics here in the U.S. So it's going to be launched in July 2021. It's really good. You know, congratulations to her. Plus, not only on top of that, next year as well, the sequel to Mercy, Merciless, is coming out in 2021. So it's going to be a huge year for her. I Congratulations to her. I really love her work. I love I love her projects and stuff like that. And just in case if you want to know what Sweet Paprika is, it's basically this. A uh, sexy rom-com with reversed roles. Sweet Paprika is Bridget Jones's diary meets Sex and the City with a twist of The Devil Wears Prada. A fun and captivating contemporary fairy tale, halfway between Western comic and manga style, and set in a universe populated by angels and devils. Not only that, but it also seasoned with a pinch of eroticism. Eroticism? Yes. So... So it's a little bit of everything, and there was interviews when she made the announcement of the animated series that it's going to have a huge Italian, like like an Italian rom-com. You know, a lot of, of the yelling and the dramatization and the <laughs> romance and everything like that. And uh, just to let you guys know, if you haven't seen an Italian rom-com, they're really good. They they. The closest to it would be um, Mexican rom-coms, like like back in the seventies, eighties. Oh, oh, you mean sexy comedias? Pretty much sexy comedias, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But without all that craziness, you know. But um, in the classic vulgarities. Yes. So, so. It, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be great. But uh, you know they're going to have a lot of um, sexy and hilarious scenes. Um, you know there are they are going to have some themes within the series and stuff like that. So they better have a good soundtrack like uh, some like um, some of the humorous and also erotic movies back in the day. They better have some type of music like that. You know, making you know. But it's but you know it's probably about going to the supermarket and they have that going on. Yeah, didn't you write about that that uh, um, 
Maricon wrote uh, Morricone. Yeah. No, he no. Well, he didn't do those. Well, he only did comedies, not romantic comedies. But still, like he he did some music kind of like that, right? Well, it wasn't for these types of those types of movies, but he made it for comedies, right? So you know, probably fun and outgoing, maybe a bit dramatic, but nothing with not nothing too sexy. <laughs> Uh, like some of those other movies that I, I think I put into that that one. Yeah, when you wrote about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it sounds like you know, like screw elevator music. I want this. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, if you want to buy them, you know, CD or maybe um, collecting them as a vinyl, they are not cheap. These people know the value of this music. <sighs> even the even like the reissues, like the modern right, right. reissues by like uh, what Mondo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, they're not cheap. Right. Okay. They're not cheap. Yeah. So, like I said. So I'm just saying, they better have that type of music at least. Yeah. And just to let you guys know that uh, the issue one of Sweet Paprika is going to be coming out in July 2021, and it's going to be, you can go to your local comic book store to get a physical copy, or if you want to get a digital copy, you can get it through Amazon Kindle, Apple Books, Comixology, or and Google Play. So. Also, congratulations to her. I'm a huge, you know, if she, if if you're, if you're listening to this, can you make, can you make another sequel of a natural, please? <laughs> I just, oh, Leslie, I love her. Yeah. And uh, two more things to talk about before we go. One, um, South Park. Okay, so earlier this week, the creators of South Park came out with a new series it's not animated and it's kind of like one part mockumentary one part the onion news and another part of south park all into one and it's called sassy news with sassy justice yeah sassy justice (laughs) Sassy Justice. My God. Just. Yeah. You gotta watch it. Two people that gave me cause for concern. Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) And believe it or not, Michael Caine. (laughs) I don't know if that was the real Michael Caine. It it was. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Watch it. Okay. Go to YouTube, look, type in Sassy Justice. I kid you not, watch the scene with Michael Keane. It is Michael Keane. I, I literally had to dive deep into the internet and look and ask if this was him. And a lot of people said, yeah, that was him. That's actually him. Because I know they had a guy who looked exactly like Trump, but it, uh, it was actually someone else. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but still, just Michael Keane? <laughs> Wait, let me rephrase that. Sir Michael Caine. Yeah. That, it was interesting. Talking about how to detect fake news. And believe it or not, regardless of the hilarity of that, he made sense. <laughs> yeah. So, it's... Yeah. So, like I said, it's this one... It's like... If Matt and Trey said to themselves, Hey, you know what? Let's make the Onion news, but our way. But instead of being animated, real, 
and it takes place in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sassy justice. My God. That's... Especially the commercial. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Zuckerberg? <laughs> no, not just Zuckerberg. The thing with, uh, well, come on down to Cheyenne with that medical place, and you know, we'll do your kidney dialysis, and you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but, don't got any money? That's all right. We'll work for you. Yeah, I know, but it was it was Zuckerberg. It was just, oh, oh man! Like seriously, you gotta watch it. Seriously, you gotta watch it. it. It's it's stupid. It's weird. It's crazy. But it's just like, if you're fans of South Park, you know what you're gonna get yourself into. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, they were really pushing buttons, especially with the people that look like Trump, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, and um. Well, I won't say what's going on, but Tom Cruise. That. Just watch that whole segment with Tom Cruise and you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, another series that just sh- that, uh, started their season premiere on uh, Halloween night is Hell of a Boss. So um, in case of people who don't know, Hell of a Boss is a spinoff series of last year's surprise hit, Darling of the World. Um the Hasbin Hotel. So we just watched the pilot and then watched the first season, uh, the well, the season premiere of uh, Hell of a Boss. And what do you think of it? Um. Well, like uh, Hasbin Hotel, I liked it. Yeah, it was good. But what surprised me was uh, one of the characters. Uh, What's his name? Mox Moxie. Yeah, he is voiced by. Uh, mm, I need to look him up, but but um, but you might recognize him as the voice of Invader Zim, right? So yeah, so other yeah, so hell of a boss, really good. Just like just, Richard Horvitz, yes, there we go, Richard Horvitz. Uh, when I heard his voice, I was like, holy crap! And I understood that he didn't say any he didn't say any curse words because of the work he's used to. Until the first episode. Yeah. Everything innocent, and then all he had to say was, uh, and I quote this, I think, verbatim. I think he said, uh, What the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> uh, man, he sounds like if Invader Sim uh, actually understood like the language of planet Earth and ran with it. <laughs> But yeah, it, this was yeah, this was good. Not meant for the kids. No, um, no. Yeah, just like the Hasbin Hotel. Not meant for the kids. Um, it's really good. I love it. it. It's it's different. There's not there's not a lot of good adult animated series, and especially to original ones. You know, you have Primal. Sing praises to it. It's really great. Uh, one of the best ones, one of the best shows that came out of last year and this year. Um, minimalism at its best. Um, Has been Hotel, really great as well. Completely different. Never saw that one coming. Um, same thing with Hell of a Boss. Great. W- didn't see this one coming as all, at all. And um, yeah, you don't really see a lot of good, different adult animated shows anymore. You know, back in the day, say, well, you know, okay, say like 
Well, that 10, depends no, no, which no. day. No, 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 no. I'm saying this. So, back in the early 2000s, okay. okay, you had some good adult animated series. You had Harvey Birdman, Attorney of Law, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Ghost. Um, and then you also had, um, what was it? Home Movies. <laughs> Dr. Katz. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, the Critic, yes, The Critic, Duck, you know, and, and Duckman, you know. Actually, Duckman was in the, the early Not, to mid-90s. Yeah, well, and so was The Critic, but still, it was, I would consider them to be adult animated. Because they were really, they were really well written and everything like that, you know. So you had a lot, you had a lot to choose from, you know, from, from, from that. You know, moving on to the 2010s, you know, then you had series like, you know, Bojack Horseman, the Boondocks, Venture Brothers, the Venture Brothers, um, Mr. Pickles, that Mr. Pickles, Family Guy, um, American Dad, and um, other. I'm just trying to think. Other uh, Rick and Morty and all that, you know. You know, and then now in the two thousand, you know, twenty twenties, you know, then you have like you know, we're barely in twenty twenty. Well, yeah, but no, but I'm saying like up until now is like you have okay, you have what Big Mouse, you know, Tuca and Birdie, and then that's it. Yeah, and then that's it. You know, then you have some other ones, you know, coming from Adult Swim, and you're just like, like no, well, newer ones coming from Adult Swim, they're just like, eh, they're okay, they're all right, you know. You know, you have some hits and misses, like, you know, like, Super Jail, that was a hit. I love Super Jail, mm. you know. But they, um, and then you, you and then you had, like, a miss, kind of like, for example, like, Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken, one of the best, I would say. Like, if it decided to end next season, it was be its last season, it will go down as one of the best shows that ever came out of Adult Swim. Mm. You know, it'd be, it'll be up there with, like, with the Venture Brothers. You know, as like you know, one of the best that that's uh, one of the best shows that came out of that network. You know, and but they all kind of look the same. They kind of all have the same premise and stuff like that, and everything. And then you know, and then you had Primal. Primal came out of nowhere. You know, no one didn't see this show coming. And then you had Hasbin Hotel, a story about people in hell that takes place in hell with a lot of cussing, violence, and stuff like that, and. And a sing along, which is catchy. And then you have Hasbin Hotel. And then then you have then you have a hell of a boss. You know, catchy, funny, witty, smart, gratuitous. But yeah, you know, it's good. So you don't get to see you know, and and you know, also takes place in hell. You know, and you don't get to see stuff like that. You know, so it, it's it's interesting, and I like it. You know, I like things weird. I like things odd. You know, that's what makes everything good. All right. Okay, so there we there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Do we have any more candy? <laughs> yeah, we yeah we do, but we got to save that for the next show. All right. Mm. So thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's show. I hope you guys had a wonderful time. I hope you guys had a great time with us. And just to let you guys know, uh, this weekend we will be at the Charlatan um, Live Party. Well, live the live stream party. Oh, the virtual stream. The virtual stream party for Charlton. Um, if you go to, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll 
we'll add some more. We'll add some stuff to it on uh, Twitter and other social media and stuff like that. So if you guys want to see us there or you want to talk to the band and everything like that, we'll definitely will be there. We'll give out links and stuff like that uh, closer to the date and everything like that. You you know, say hi to the band. Say hi to us. Join us. Have a good time over there. You know, so mm-hmm. we'll be definitely be there. So until then. I am Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great time. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Put on your mask. Keep your physical and social distancing and stuff like that. And be kind to one another out there. All right. Until then, take care. Have a good one. And we'll see you this weekend at the virtual uh, party with Charlotte. All right. And honor and remember the fa- uh, fa- your, your, your fallen ones. Yes. For Dia de los Muertos. So. Today and tomorrow. Yes. So until then, take care. Have a good one. Yo-ho.